Welcome back to the Recess Podcast. I'm Jacob Swinney. I'm Rohan Harani. And we're back with another topic. Um, so today we want to talk about something that Luke Clancy actually talked to me about, one of our friends, Luke Clancy. He was on the pod, actually most listened pod of any of our podcasts. <laughs> um, and it's this topic. So we were sitting at a uh, one of his like jam sessions, whatever we were talking about. AI in this so, so he basically hosts these conversationalist sessions is what he calls them where he brings a bunch of people he thinks he finds interesting and he organizes a topic ahead of time that we're going to talk about. So in this one it was AI. Yeah, and this one of the guys there was like this big AI guy. He knew a lot about AI and he was trying to tell us how AI was going to take over the world. And I'm sitting there like, okay, cool. <laughs> so what for me? Like what do I do? How do I make money? Like I'm just a dirty little pig. I want some money. Like what can I do? And Rohan and a couple other people were sitting there like, you know, like, what do you think is the problems with this? Like, like, where's the world going to go? What are we going to do as humans? And I'm like, guys, like, who cares? Like, how do we make money here? Like, who cares how much? Who cares, like, what the world is going to be like in 10 years? That's a later problem. Like, why do we have to think about this? Like, I think it's a waste of time, a waste of energy to think about, like, I don't want to hear about this guy thinks about the future. Like, he's not a philosophy guy. He's an AI guy. So I want to hear about his AI talks. So at the end, I was like, I was like, Luke, like, I, like, I get it, but what's the point of even bringing that stuff up? And he's like, it's intellectually stimulating. And I was like, hmm, interesting, mm. interesting. And, you know, I have thought, like, the past week or so, I don't know, this is like a week ago, a week and a half ago? Yeah, about a week ago. And since then, I've just been like, hmm, really introspective about this because I think I've always been, I would consider myself, like, intellectually curious <laughs> About, like, a lot of things, but lately, specifically probably in the last couple years, I've been extremely focused on, like, anything that will bring me value is the only thing I care about. And Mm. I'm like, if this this is interesting to me, like, I don't care. I just care if it's going to, like... How does it apply to me directly? Yeah, and how do I get something out of this? Mm. And that, like, really struck me, and I was like, hmm, am I losing my intellectual curiosity by, like, focusing solely on... What's relevant? What like what's gonna make me more successful? What's gonna make me more money? What's gonna make mm. me a better person? What's gonna make me this? And how can I apply this in my life instead of just thinking, hmm, is this like just interesting to me? And is this? And I was thinking like, okay, there's obviously a use usefulness to having you know focusing on the things that are gonna bring you you can take something from. They're gonna be tangible, right? Something is gonna be helpful and contextualizing it in your own life, useful. But at some point, you're losing so many other things. That you mm-hmm. could be just by being intellectually curious. And I don't know. I've been thinking about this. What do you think about the topic? This reminds me a lot of Grant Hale. He's one of our good friends and coming analyst at BCG. And he is one of the most intellectually curious guys I know. Like he doesn't even work out, but he'll read an entire book on the physics of like the four main, like squat, deadlift, bench, and like cleans or something like that. He read an entire book on why meat is bad and became a vegetarian, then read in another whole book on why meat is good and stopped being a vegetarian. Like, he read a whole book on dieting, on fasting, not even just health-related things, but just, like, anything he finds interesting. And then, like, he'll completely get into it, even if he doesn't want to actually fast or start working out, you know? And I think that's, like, something that inspires me. Yeah, it's... <sighs> so this is something I've been wrestling with, right? Like, I don't know... I've just been so focused on how can I use this? How can I be better? Like almost to the point of like too much where just focusing strictly on like 
being better, doing more, everything of this sort. And I'm, I feel like I'm missing out on – there's so many things you can find out or mm-hmm. realize or I only know what's useful to me with the information I have now. And so if I'm discounting information – just because I don't think it's really like relatable to me now, I'm missing out on so much that could so like this could be the next big thing, right? I mean, with AI though, with this specific pod or the conversational session we went to, doesn't that directly affect us? I don't know how to get out of this dystopian society that they were talking about, but that's very pertinent to our lives, our kids' lives, and basically everyone in the world if it's going to be changed forever. Um, so the- my take on this was, I could sit here for two hours, five hours, ten hours, two days, a week. And devote all my time and energy into what's going to be in the future. What's what's AI going to do? Is AI going to take over the world? What if what if there's no problems for humans to solve anymore? What do humans do? Exactly. Right now, I get all these problems, and I can sit there for days and days pondering it, and, and what's, it's not going to change it? anything. It's not going to do anything realistically, unless I get some crazy idea that I can say take to. My good friend, I don't know, that's in the government, which I don't have one. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's what can I realistically do about that? All that information. So I'm just like the dystopian society of things. Like, me saying this is terrible. What are we going to do about this? Isn't going to change anything. So here's the thing. So at this conversationalist session, we were talking with his name is Ron, and he's actually starting the AI at UIUC club. He's a sophomore, and he was talking about AGI, which is something I hadn't heard about before, which is artificial general intelligence and that's the singularity point in time when ai becomes like it takes over the world essentially and humans can't do anything about it well yeah what he was saying was basically like an agi is it's an artificial intelligence that like learns it already learns on its own right now with machine learning and stuff but that the agi is the point in time at which Basically, we're screwed. It becomes like, you know, I mean, you can't really say it like that. It's like it becomes sentient. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have a belief that it were going to be screwed. Okay, fair Some enough. Some people have a belief. We, I mean, who knows, right? It's just all like. So even I was asking him, like, okay, what happens? Um, people have income. Like, what what's going to happen to art and science and, like, society? Just overall, he didn't have these answers. But what you could take away from this and apply it to your life right now is this is some long Wait, but I think I think before we go into that, I think why like people people need to understand why that's going to be a problem. Like what is what about AGI? So take it back contextualize. So AGI basically they what? They it like can solve a problem. Like okay, for example, they were talking about in when they figured out nitrogen could help farmers with their crops, like it could be a really good fertilizer, right? Yeah. And they found it out through the scientist that was trying to create a, like a bomb. Mm-hmm. What was it like the the I don't remember exactly. One of the bombs, one of the bombs or whatever, atomic bomb or something. And he found out that, um, like, kind of by dumb luck, that nitrogen was good for fertilizer. Mm -hmm. They're saying that the AGI could solve problems so much quicker than that because it can compute at a level so much higher than a human could that it can literally solve, like, all the world problems like that. Is what it's saying. Yeah. And so, so that's that's why, okay, so now you can go and so say like, On that same note, for more context, like a lot of the, basically what someone at this conversational session was saying was that a lot of the innovations that we've had in our world have been due to luck. Like agricultural revolution. It started with a few seeds blowing in the wind, landing somewhere, getting the right amount of sunlight and water and growing. And then humans are like, oh, we can start planting things, right? But it was luck. So what, they're, what they were saying at the session is that AGI will kind of remove that luck and they'll be able to compute all the possibilities of basically getting to these innovations and solutions much quicker than humans could have with that luck that came about, right? Um, 
So basically, the, right now, the, the time that we're filming this podcast is f- seven days after GPT-3 released with um, the, the, the chat GPT, if anyone hasn't from seen... From OpenAI, yeah. From OpenAI. If anyone hasn't seen that yet, oh my gosh, that is going to change the world. Like, <laughs> like, for context, some of these other big platforms think like Netflix, Spotify, Twitter, these things that blew up took like hundreds of days to reach 1 million users. This chat GPT bot took five days to reach 1 million users. So that's how quickly that this has actually become relevant in society. So what it can do uh, for you... I don't know. I don't. I mean, what? I don't know if that's 100% true. What, the relevancy in society? Yeah, like, okay, if if I say, like, okay, Netflix, getting a user, I have to pay $7. Or I have to take a free trial. It's going to pay me, like, 7 but to they 12 all started to $14. Free. Those all started for free, Netflix though. didn't start for free. And Netflix, when it started, was a freaking, like... It was like a just, DVD. You just email, like, mail it to you, like, in the mail. It's like, you're comparing that to, like, a freaking Google search. So it's hard to Fair enough. contextualize. But what it can do, like, the simple use cases, if you look at it, you could say, uh, write me an essay on blank, blank, blank. And people are using it for, like, school assignments, you know? Um, so it could, it could give you answers like that. But the scary part is it can talk to you like it's a human, almost. So when you search something in Google right now... Say, um, what is the square footage of the business instructional facility at UIUC, for example? You'll get an answer, right? But after that, if you want to find a follow-up question, you have to delete that search query from Google and type in something completely new, and it erases the memory of the last search. With this, you can ask it a question. It'll give you some answer, but it'll remember the last question you asked it. And you can ask follow-ups and follow-ups. So you can have full conversations with this bot. So people are using it for like therapy where they'll say, I have this problem, like my girlfriend just broke up with me, I don't know what to do. It'll give you one answer in like a few sentences. And then you can follow it up and say, okay, what are some next steps I can do? What are usually, what, like what advice do people, therapists give? Like you can have a full conversation with it. And that's the scary part where eventually, if it remembers everything you said, I mean, think about this. At what point, why would I feel like I need to ask a friend for this information if I feel like the AI can give me a better response? If it knows me better than my friends know me, you know? That's the part where it's like, oh, all those movies, like her and with the Iron Man, whatever, I haven't seen that, but people are telling me. Like, that's when that stuff becomes real, you know? Mic drop. Um, (laughs) I, uh, I don't know. I have so many things to say about that. Where do you want to go with this? Do you want to say? Do you want us to talk about why AI is so amazing? Why it's going to change the world? Do you want what to talk are some about... of the What are some of the coolest use cases you've seen with ChatGTP, or like some examples of search queries you've put in? And you're like, wow, this blew my mind. So I'm usually huge skeptical about new things like this. I still am skeptical about this. I don't think it's a life world changing type of thing. I think it definitely has a huge use case, but I just think it's going to like optimize Google search, and then like people are going to be like marginally more efficient. I think that the uses of, like, the technology can be utilized in a way that's, like, very useful and could eventually streamline lots of menial labor jobs okay, so- in the in online industries. So I think there there's huge use cases for this. Okay. But I don't think – I don't know. I don't know about the, the – the AGI that's going to take over the world and be sentient. It's going to be 1984. <laughs> that we're all going to be like being watched at all times. And who knows? Fair I enough. don't think so. What, what do you think schools are going to do about this? Think about this. Like higher education now. Already in this last week, I've seen so many people use this chatbot to complete essays, complete multiple choice questions on quizzes. I mean, think about like college apps. 
people are spending hours and hours, and so they're only for per essay. So they're only applying to like five to ten schools. Imagine if you can write your essay in a snap of a finger and apply to a hundred schools at a time. Like, how would you even know as a college admissions counselor or as a teacher, like, if this is something the student wrote or if this is something that some AI wrote? You know, that's the part where it's like higher education and lower education too is just going to completely change. I guess while you think about it, the way I see it is in-person tests and where there's like proctored, I think that's going to become a lot more common and there's going to be less homework assignments overall. Because even discussion posts, like it's not even going to be humans who are writing those discussion posts. So then what's the point? No one's even challenging their brains at that point, right? You can always cheat though. I could have cheated before AI. Not as easily. (laughs) I still could have cheated. And so my point is not that, that I think more people might cheat yes or might be incentivized to cheat but the point of homework in college or in high school or whatever it is is not to get the right answer it's to go through the thought process to get to the right answer Mm -hmm. and i think that the value of learning is not to know something it's to learn how to to learn how to know right and so i think that when you say what do schools do about this like it is a real problem. Most kids will probably just say, like, it's the easy way. I'll cheat. Yeah. But, like, so does a degree get devalued? Probably yes. <laughs> like, does does me coming out of school with a bunch of knowledge mean anything anymore? No. Because, I mean, even five years ago, like, ten years ago, when the internet, like, even when, when the internet was started. coming, right? Like, it devalued even then, right? Because the knowledge that I could have gained from a professor is I can get on the internet now. It's on YouTube. So, like, really realistically, my, my degree, a finance degree from one of the top universities in the, the country, in the world, does it really mean anything? Do I learn anything on there that I can't just look up online and see in, like, 10 minutes? No. Like, it's not. But I think... So I think realistically, like, they're already getting devalued and they're just going to get devalued more. I don't know what so, a university would do to, like, change that realistically. Mm-hmm. Um... See, I think who, who the, knows? we could think about this all day and like, is it going to mean anything? This is the, the point I keep coming back to is like, okay, so I have an interesting question. Yeah. Um, what do you think is going to be the last industry affected? So right now, so right now, if you go on Google and you have some sort of problem in a, in a finance course or something, Google will give you general information about here's what a 401k is and here's what a Roth IRA is. Okay. But it's not going to do the work for you. If you have to create a financial plan in one of your classes, now the AI can just do that for you completely. It's not just going to tell you, here's the basic principles that you have to rely off of, and then you go apply that to your own personalized financial plan. It'll just make the financial plan for you. So there's no point even like learning the content at that point if you're just doing it for a good grade, right? Um, it can even write code. You could say, build me a uh, Python script to create a recommendation uh, algorithm for my e-commerce website. Boom, in a snap of a finger, you just type that into the chat GTP and it does the whole thing for you. And you just plug and chug that into your website. So if even coders are now getting their jobs taken away, eventually, right? Obviously, this is still in beta and still just getting started. That's scary. So what do you think is going to be the last industry affected? You know, <laughs> tough you know me, man. You know me. I love my blue collar, boys. <laughs> and I'm sure that we are hundreds of years away from an algorithm that can build a house or pound in a nail or, mm. um, you know, come to your house and mow your lawn. And I think people make killings like that, right? Mm-hmm. People, people, people build huge businesses mowing lawns or pe- like going to someone's house and painting it. Mm. Like people are always going to, I mean, real assets break, 
right? Real assets deteriorate and they need renovations. Things go out of style. People want to fix their kitchen. Like, and AI is not going to do that. And so all you nerds that are shaking right now because your jobs are freaking <laughs> going to the trash can, I'm over here shaking my fist like, yeah, big up <laughs> for the blue collar boys. I don't know. I mean, I've said <laughs> a, for I've said for one. years that like, um, I don't know. I think that our country. I mean, this is a lot to say. Our country, I think, pushes you know school to people that shouldn't go to school, and mm-hmm. so many people sh- shouldn't even be in high school. They should drop out and go do a trade because like you're pushing people through a system just to say they went through a system that's like not realistically useful for them, and so you're training people to think they're stupid uh, based on a arbitrary set of things that you say are important and to some people they are like some people going to college going to high school finishing high school going to college going to the best college going to med school getting a doctorate or whatever that's great for them but for a lot of people it's not and so when you push people and tell them this is the only box that they fit in and if they don't fit in that box then they're stupid it's dumb and so when you when you i think as a country we should be pushing people to go to trade school drop out of high school go to trade school if it's not working for you why stick with it Mm -hmm. when you're putting yourself in a box that's like isn't for you and then you're thinking you're stupid or whatever you don't fit in or it's not right for you and you're never going to be anything just because you're not going to go to college and so i think realistically our like our country should be pushing people towards more like trade school stuff and i think this might be a great thing because as schools get devalued i mean i think it's already happening i don't know if you agree but i mean i agree dude that's a knowledge bomb right there risk to reward ratio of school has gone down drastically. At the rate that school has increased in cost, the value has not gone up at the same level. I do not get the same value out of my 40,000 a year degree that my dad got out of his 15, $8,000 degree like mm-hmm. um, a year. And so I don't think the level of what it's worth is going up at the same level. And there's a lot of reasons for that, probably because like the way the government's allowing anyone and everyone to take out loans subsidized with no underwriting and all this terrible stuff that's happening. And then they're saying like, oh, we'll give like $10,000 like free loan abatement to anyone that like can. Mm -hmm. It's just, I think like as a country, we're just saying like it's important to go to school more than it's important to like do something good for the world. Mm -hmm. And school can be a great way to get there, but it's not for everyone. I mean, I think tap GTP, Whatever the thing is, the freaking AI. <laughs> it's so hard to pronounce. Yeah, yeah ChatGPT. I think as it devalues school even more, people are gonna realize that like the value of school is not what you learn from school. It's the things that you get outside of the classroom. 100%. Realistically, like I don't think anyone in their right mind would say that that what they're legitimately learning in the classroom is the worthwhile part of school. That's crazy. It depends. I think a lot of people still do think that. Um, but it also depends on the major. Like maybe sometimes for us in the business school it doesn't feel that way. But if you're like studying chemistry and you want to just do chemistry research the rest of your life and go to get a PhD and continue that, then yeah, it probably is what you're learning in the classroom probably does apply to the research you're going to be doing later. Um, I mean, I mean, think about this. What are the top paying jobs? Some of them. Consultants, doctors, lawyers, right? Uh, CS. I was pl- uh, playing around with Jet GDPD, Jet <laughs> Chat GPT, so hard to pronounce. And I plugged in. I was like, "Hey, I'm starting a new app in Champaign, Illinois. It's going to do X, Y, and Z. What do you think?" It said, "I think this is a great idea. It has potential, but you'll need to execute well on marketing and attracting users." Blah blah blah. I said, "Okay, how can we create a monetization strategy that works out?" They said, "Boom, boom, boom. Do this. What about incentive structures so that people are actually encouraged to use the app?" I said, "Oh, great idea. Boom, boom, boom." 
And it's literally being a personal consultant for me with like, and that's like a five minute conversation I have with it, right? Lawyers, it can write out contracts perfectly. Doctors, imagine how, like if it, if you say I have these symptoms, it goes to a database and looks at everything that's basically maps out symptoms and what's come out of that. It could, doctors are going to be replaced with that too, you know, and it can generate code for you too. So I feel like all of these typical high paying jobs eventually could get displaced a little bit. I, yeah, I don't know if they're 100% gone. I think not yet. But. They'll be restructured in the terms of like instead of having six analysts and one manager, you'll have one analyst and one manager. You know, like one analyst to run, do all the stuff that because I mean your output is going to increase like ass. tenfold, right? Like you're gonna put put instead of going in Excel and doing you know 10 hours of work, you're gonna tell your AI bot to go into your a or your excel and do the 10 things you want it to do you're gonna run it you're gonna check it make sure it works and then the rest of the time you're gonna be spending actually doing analysis on it instead of the 10 hours or whatever that it takes to build the model and then do analysis on it yeah so i just think it's it's not that they're all gonna go away like it's it might they of might course. but realistically like that's not it's a long soon. term like vision. i think i think realistically it'd just be like more optimized in terms of less human capital and you know what I think yeah. is going to be a skill that matters in the future? Like communication in terms of giving instructions. So when I was playing around with the chat GPT bot, um, you could ask it like, write an essay to tell me uh, what's a great business is open in Champaign for my Fin241 class. Or you can say, write a three-paragraph essay that does this. Or you could say, in bullet point format, write me an essay that does this, but explain it like you're explaining it to a third grader. So depending on, you can ask the same question in like a hundred different ways and the better instructions you give it, the better the quality of the output, right? So I think learning how to communicate with that and asking very clear directions is going to matter a lot in the future. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Anyways, to wrap this up, this all started because I realized I was f forcing myself not to be intellectually curious, and that was probably a bad thing. And while I still think it's it's worthwhile to focus on the things that truly matter to you and contextualizing things you do learn. Um, I think just having some type of intellectual curiosity and I guess just not being so focused on always directly correlating something to your life. I think learning things that don't directly correlate, I think they'll eventually find a way to incorporate them into your life if you're doing so in a well thought out manner. Um, and yeah, just being intellectually curious, like getting smarter doesn't happen from just like by happenstance, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so being intellectually curious is how you like gain knowledge and get smarter. You know, it'd be fun. Um, I don't think we could do this right now, but in a future pod, we have an interview with chat GPT and we ask it, we, we somehow find a text to voice translator and we talk, we interview them on recess and ask them, how do we become more intellectually curious and see what kinds of responses they give? It would be the first ever AI interview. That would be fascinating. Maybe someday. Yeah, maybe someday. <laughs> All right, see ya. See ya.